Welcome to The Hack, the straight-talking smart tech podcast where we discuss the ever-changing world we live in today. It's time to start thinking differently. So tune in and buckle up for some home truths as Hull and East Yorkshire's very own digital tech experts talk transformation and change, focusing on people, process and technology. Back out we? Certainly, yeah. Having a little bit of a dance off just off air. I'm sure Zoe can edit some of that in for us. But how are we doing, James? How are we doing, Jim? Great. Great, thanks. Fantastic. All good. Fantastic. Just come off the back of a cleanse, ready to start the new year with a bang. Just going to get back into training soon and rehearsing. So it's all good. All, all good. How's it over in, um, in, in, in Turkey? Is it, is it crazy? Is it good? Is it bad? What's going on? It has been cold and and windy, which is which is unusual. There was actually there was ice on a puddle yesterday when I walked the dogs yesterday morning. Oh, but it's short lived here. We get nine months of good weather and three months of kind of inconsistent. Whereas UK, you could say has nine months of crap weather and three months of inconsistent with a lot of hope of sunshine that may never deliver. So I'm I'm not complaining. I'm not, I'd say I'd, I'd... all good cheers. 12, 12 months of crap weather we get that way. Yeah, we get 12 months of crap. <laughs> no, inconsistent. That's what we can guarantee in England. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. So where, where are we going today? Because it's first podcast of the new year. I thought we'd, we'd jump on. Been a mad year because we, we were just saying, I've had COVID over the Christmas period and the wife has, and it's, it's been horrendous, to be honest. And you've not been too good yourself, have you, Paul? No, I got, I got it as well. But Same party, was that a COVID party, wasn't we? Was it, it was a Nancy's theme and there was no COVID in the Nancy, so it shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think nearly all the party come down with it, didn't they? Yeah, but I, I, to be fair, I didn't get it as bad as yourself and Zoe, but I just it just left me absolutely tired out just sleeping for England, but you had it a, a lot worse than me, so I've got to thank my lucky stars, really, um, but then come out of that. First day back, and I got gout. Yeah, tip top now, though. I'm back in it. <laughs> tip top, tip top. Tip top. So, Jem, this is like a proper time for you, isn't it? A real good period for you. We need your help. Help. Would you say, James, do you need some help? I was, I was going to say, it's probably right that we, we just bring people up to speed with how we came together, how our 90 days turned into 183 days, and then we've never looked back. And then on, off the back of that, I'm curious what we look forward to as a group moving forward this year. Yeah, I like that. Is that Prince That's a good one, like yeah. That. Yeah. Agree, James, but you know we mentioned that word inconsistency. Oh, here we go. This this is what I wanted to call you gentlemen out on, because you're 90 days. Oh, there we go, Paul. You know your 90 days, don't you guys? He you made me do it. <laughs> oh, no. and we me do it. We have finished it. I don't drink coffee anymore. Oh, no, you've got three sessions left. A breakdown happens before a breakthrough. So I'm thinking you've had your breakdown. A COVID, so, yeah. Like that, don't we? We'll call COVID the breakdown and then you're about to break through it this year. I'm going to help you smash through that wall of inconsistency. Because what happens with you guys is, and I think you said it on an earlier podcast, is you go hard and you do the 75 days hard or whatever, but then you burn out. So when we did 90 days of transformation, you just dropped off the radar. You stopped like taking my calls and answering. <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing loads of podcasts. We haven't got rid of you. It went to be 90 days. And how, how many days has it been now, James? It's 900. It's, 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 it's got to be about the year, hasn't it? 
I think it's a year in March. No, but I totally agree with you, Gemma. I think my New Year's resolution this year, last year, my New Year's resolution was to give me give myself choices. And I absolutely smashed that. I have given myself choices with what I've done professionally and personally last year. I, I do give myself choices now. But my New Year's resolution this year, and I'm hoping to smash the same, is to be consistent. So you've just hit the nail on the head. So you're thinking exactly like I am because I am great doing something for six weeks, eight weeks to see the end goal, but then I fall off the wagon and then you end up putting the weight back on that you've lost. So this year, to be fair, last year, Leon and I, especially the last part of last year, I've never trained and I've never been in the gym as much as we have done last year. So that part of our life has just become the norm. I was at the gym last night. I was at the gym before we came here. I absolutely love that part. But like I said to Leon, uh, we've had a couple of conversations at the start of the year, is it's 80% in the kitchen and 20% in the gym. And it's the 80% that I've got to work on. The 20% I've nailed. The 20% I've nailed, and I absolutely love it. It's the 80% that I've got to be consistent with. Yeah, and I think, I think what you're saying there is we, we picked up some good habits last year, I think we? Yeah, got some good habits, some yeah. some good bits, and we've had an upgrade this year, Jim, as well. We've upgraded ourselves for twenty twenty. But we'll go into after after I get off the notice step, we'll go into that because I've got. <laughs> I always do this time of year. I haven't released it yet, but I've been ill. But I always do myself like a twenty twenty two not to do list. So we'll just discuss that because I've got the twenty twenty one not to do list, and I'm just going to upgrade it. I thought before I release it. I need to. I need you guys to go through it with me and like maybe call me out on it because everyone has a to do list, don't they, to get more stuff done? But I'm a huge believer in needing to not to do list. That's what you need. I, I I agree with everything you just said, and I think Paul, you've completely, like you said, hit the nail on the head. But I'd read somewhere recently it's about doing one thing or small things consistently rather than lots of big things inconsistently, and that's where the ninety days sits in and. As James, you're going through your coaching period as well. It takes 90 days to change a habit, and that is consistent 90 days of change. Now, you guys were amazing. You came off coffee. I've seen loads of cookie monsters in Coupland, so I know Paul hasn't been there. We're all good with that. <laughs> so all them kind of things, I think you completely showed up for yourself. But right at the point where we were going to get through some real transformational change and create habits around that 80% that you just uh, you just discussed that would last, I think that's where, I mean, as much as I sort of say I call you out, I, I joke because obviously I know you guys are tremendously busy and I was in a situation where I was busy too and James likewise. So it's not about being naughty. It's not about having a go. It's more about, just showing up for ourselves and recognizing the points when we stop showing up for ourselves in that same way. So I think I've come up with a thing this year saying, I'm not making resolutions. I'm just going to find solutions. So my, my solution, do you like that? Like it. I'll we'll have to edit my bit out and put that in. You can tell, you can tell, you can tell Gemma's a teacher, can't you? You can tell it. I feel like we're going to get lines. I feel like we're going to get, James definitely needs lines. He's been quiet. Look, he's... No, but I think Gemma's absolutely right. I think, it's not about being on the notice step, but it's about being accountable. It is for you. It is for you. It's gone. Look, let's not kid it. Oh, <laughs> improved this year. I'm dying to know what you've done. Please. Paul, are you being naughty list? I don't think yours was naughty enough. If Leon's saying this, we did a be naughty list, didn't we, on about, I think it was supposed to be about week nine, I think. 
and we started making this naughty list. And I felt like you were all a bit tame. I didn't feel like you was leaning into your real naughty side. So maybe that's where we fell down. And I know for me, I've become more mischievous in like other areas of my life because I don't do what I used to do before. And you just got to do it sometimes, haven't you? Like it. Always naughty. So James, what's been going on with you? Because if I had to sum up my 2021, it, it, it had the right intentions, but I think I was looking, I was looking on my app, like I tracked my weight and it had gone all the way down. And then I don't know what happened around October, but it, it looked like I was climbing a mountain on, on, on the, <laughs> it just went up and uh, very impressive. So this year I just need to not, not be consistent, Jen. That's what I need this year. Consistency. James, where, where are you at? Come on, what's going on? Cause you've had all sorts last year, haven't you? It's been a, been a crazy year. Well, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, I'm just going to my Facebook because I, I summed up last year in a post. Yeah, so my, my, my post just before New Year rolled in was Happy New Year to... It may have been Year of the Ox with 2022 um, Year of the Tiger. However, 2021 for me has definitely been the Year of 12 Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I went on to thank everybody for the for the huge support that I received from literally from around the world who contributed thousands of pounds and and six homes in the UK, three homes here in Turkey, following adopting a street dog who turned out to be pregnant with 11 pups and had cancer. So it was a mental year and, and I'm able to say now that it was, at times it was too much, but I had to put on a very brave, positive front because the number one the number one kind of goal and the more, most important thing was to, to find the dog's homes. So to do that was happen to put on a very positive front and a courageous one, but behind the scenes, it, it did get the better of me, I've got to admit. So it, I wouldn't change last year, but I, I wouldn't repeat it given a chance, but I also wouldn't change it moving into this year is, is going to be a very different year. And I think it has much more potential and focus because of what last year threw, threw at me and, and the people around me. Yeah, it was mental. It <laughs> must be amazing for you as well. Like now you've got that sort of monkey off your back as you like that massive, that huge, humongous project, right? The capacity you've now got must be frightening. All this, it must be frightening how much capacity you've got at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tr tremendous. Really. I mean, we're talking about, I think by the time the six puppies were on the way to the UK, we were at a total cost of about 15,000 pounds. And I think the ripple effect financially and um, the cost to me in terms of not being able to grab all the potential lack of revenue and business, you're probably talking about between 40 and 60,000 pounds on top of the 15. So right. from a financial point of view, that gives you some insight. But moving forward this year, it is, I'm just going through the sale of my property, which then gives me, that's, that's a big kind of milestone and the end of a chapter. So that gives me some financial freedom, which gives me the opportunity to invest in the new projects, which is what, what is going to happen uh, this year. So I'm, I'm well in uh, to a very new project and a, and a new uh, switch in life and business. <clears throat> so what's your, so I'm going to ask this then, because I'm going to go in the room then. So what's your, your, your three goals? Um, and I'll, 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 wait, three, yeah, let's pick three. We'll go for three. What's our, what's our three big things we want to achieve this year? Go on, James, let's go. Ladies, ladies, surely. One of my things I'm looking at, at the moment is clearing clutter. I used to be a bit of a hoarder. And when I started the process of being a health coach, 
one of the things we do before a cleanse is clear clear clutter. So I've gone a bit mad. I had a big clear out before Christmas because I was like, I need to get stuff out of the way before loads of stuff comes in, like kids' toys, etc. But I just, I keep going around the house and going, that needs to go, that needs to go. So clearing clutter is my big thing. And I don't know if any of you have seen it on Netflix, the home edit. I'm like, I really want to be that organized because I used to be before I had children. I was like, everything all like, what you call it, like household bills and everything was all in order and in folders and stuff. And then once I had kids, it just was bloody everywhere and my life was a bit chaotic. And I liken it to what sort of James went through because I think we talked about it on earlier podcasts. And going through what I went through having my son, it was just like this whirlwind that just came in and just, it was like a tornado had gone through my head as well as the house. And it just, it leaves you feeling a bit like jaded afterwards. So now I feel like I'm completely back and in a really good space. That's one thing I want to do just to make life easier. Another thing that I need to do is, I'm a bit different to you, Paul, in that I've got the 80%, but my training hasn't been consistent. I, had a, I was in a car accident at the end of September. Somebody drove into the back of me and I've not been the same since in terms of I've not been able to train. I had a show in November and I was training for that like mad. And I've got another show, another like series of shows coming up this year. So I want to be in the best physical shape in terms of training. That's my other goal. And I think just keep leaning into what makes you happy because there's a lot of times when we go, oh, I want to do that because it's a goal and it's hard and I want to push myself. But it's very rare that we just go, do you know what? I'm going to just do more of what makes me happy. So whether that's seeing people more, traveling more, doing stuff with the family more, I'm just going to lean more into that. Nice. Very nice. Any others? Is that you? We've hit them, haven't we? No, you're all good. They're good. They're very good. Where, where should we go next? I think we'll go, we'll go to you next, Paul. Come. So I think I touched on earlier, this year I want to be more consistent, especially with my health and I did that the other day. I had a spare couple of hours in my day between meetings. So I went to the gym. I did an hour's workout. And then I sat and did some emails with a nice coffee, just a, a bit of me time. And last year, I felt guilty about doing stuff like that, thinking that I need to be pushing. But then after I spent that couple of hours out the business and just chilled, I was more productive in the afternoon. So I'm going to do more of that. I'm going to give myself choices, which I've done in, 2021 and I want to be a bit more there for my wife because she's been a, an absolute star in 2020 and 2021 and I don't think I give her enough credit and so I want to be more for her in 2022. Nice some great goals. James where we're we going let's, let's see you next. Yeah so I am I am going to move so I'm literally moving I've identified that where I am is lovely but it will cripple me financially and in, in terms of the professionally as well. And I was thinking I would have to move to to Thailand, to Bangkok, and really focus and pursue my like coaching, training side of my new business. However, I had a light bulb moment, and I realized I don't need to leave Turkey, and I've identified a, a niche where I'm going to start a website YouTube channel, which is all going to be about travel and culture. So I'm going to basically hire a full-time videographer. I'm going to have an assistant. I'm going to move to Izmir, which is the third biggest Wait, where's, 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 whereabouts is Izmir? On the island of Turkey. So Izmir is south of Istanbul, north of where I am. Okay. And, um, yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's, yeah, and it's, it has, it, you know, it's, it's where the ocean is. But there's four and a half million people. So the, 
opportunity to walk out the door with a camera and a microphone and speak to people is in abundance, whereas here, that's just not the case, really. And I'm literally a fiver taxi ride away from the airport, which is 20, 25 minutes, and then I can be anywhere in the country for literally 18 quid on average. Oh, yeah, that's a good move. Smart move. Yeah. So that's a big thing. And, and then one bigger piece of advice was actually from Jen's husband. So I've, I've pinned him down and, and Paul and I, uh, Paul Gibson and I are having a, an hour or two a month that we're committed to, to just share value and hold each other to account. And that's been pivotal really, as well as other people that I've been meeting with. And, and where I was at before, I thought I had to separate the coaching training side, consultancy side of what I'm going to do, and then separate the travel, culture, videoing, you know, all of that positive stuff. Because essentially I'm going to build a personality brand. Now, if somebody doesn't, doesn't connect with me and doesn't want to be coached or work with me in a coaching consultancy training point of view, because of all the stuff I'm doing, that's actually a blessing because it filters out the people. Yeah, it's early a on. Yeah, it's a close so, yes. so the biggest piece of advice was to bring it all under one roof. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to have a, a professional slant and podcasts based on performance which will be great. So we'll get us all on, on that at some point. So that's a real big, big thing with me and selling my property and having some financial cloud behind me to invest in that is, is really key. So for me, that's just huge this year. And then you've got the likes of training, which I've started early. I didn't wait till the 1st of January. I got in early. So I've got a personal trainer now that I'm working with and already losing weight and, and turning up. So that's a real biggie. And then, and then, yeah, I think another thing is my two dogs that I've got is Whereas before I was thinking, if I go to Thailand, at best I can take one with me and I'm going to have to give up Jeff, my puppy, who was not yet one. Whereas now, um, with this new venture, they're going to be part of it. Awesome. I've even, I've got friends that have visited now. I bought a, a harness that's a GoPro harness. So I'm going to be doing a DPOV, a dog's point of view, wherever <laughs> I go in the country. So essentially, I'll be probably the first ever, in certainly in most areas, to do a dog's point of view in a city, in a town that I visit and capture the content. So that's just one angle of what I do. So that, whereas before that, I was always thinking they'd have to be separated and give them up. They're actually more of a part of me and what I do this year, which has been a, a huge step because I love them to bits. So yeah, big changes this year, guys. Very big changes. I love excited. No, any, awesome. any comments on that, anyone? Because it sounds awesome, doesn't it, Jim? I think it sounds really awesome. And James, what I love is you just... I love how authentic you are, and that's something that a lot of people don't lean into a lot, do they? Whereas with you, and I know just meeting you, you are who you are, and authenticity is key. And I think people lean into that, especially if they're the right kind of people for you. And I know we're coaching. Sometimes it's not going to gel because different people work in different ways, whereas you're going to get clients now who 100% either want to be like you, think like you, want to work like you, so I can see that really taking off. And Doug's point of view, I just love it. No, he's awesome. Brilliant. He's, he's backing, isn't he? He's backing. He's, he's gone. <laughs> Literally. No, I love it. No, I love it. Some some, some class goals there. Right, go on then, Leon. What so, about you? Yeah, so, what about you, Leon? So, so me, man, uh, I think it's a bit of a common theme here. Last year was a tough year in business just because of all the COVID stuff. It's just been, it's been tough on it for everybody. But I always like to... COVID is real weird for me having it. It, it. it happens where I always take two weeks off work and I'm going to do all my goal setting, all my goal planning. And because I, I was bedridden for nine days at one point and you guys, I was talking to you, I just couldn't have the energy to do anything. So it's really weird because I, 
normally over the new year, it's where I really sit down, do my goal. But I only really started doing my goals last week and planning them with a the business. And it, they're quite simple, really. Um, me and Paul got in some real good habits with the gym, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so, so in the end of last year. So what we did, Jim, just so you catch up properly, we went and joined a pure gym, like a, just in, up in Anlebury. And it's only, it's only like a cheap gym. And we said, we'll go there. And if we can consistently go for three months, and we was getting up at five o'clock in the morning, getting it all in, and, and we was doing it, weren't we? We was doing it, right? Yeah. Um, cons- consistently run like a five, was running 5K, weren't we, in the morning and, and getting that done. So, so we got that done. So then... I had a, a bit of an, an epiphany, epiphany, is it? Epiphany, yeah. Right? And I said to Paul, I was like, what are we doing getting up at five o'clock in the morning, th- flogging ourselves on these bloody running machines? We're going to upgrade our gym. We're going to go to a better gym. We're going to go to Nuffield. It's got a pool. It's got a sauna. And actually, what I'm going to do is I'm still going to get up early, but I'm going to spend that time working on my goals, my meditation, getting myself physically, you know, mentally. And I'm actually going to go to the gym Um after work, but when I say after work, I want to finish work earlier and actually go technically through work's time, if that makes sense. So what I've started to do is, and I, I've started um, this last last sort of week, um, going four o'clock, getting to the gym. But what's been different is having half an hour to 45 minutes in the gym and then going for a sauna and a steam and a couple of lumps in the pool. I'm going home like a completely different guy, completely in the zone with the family, and it's like, why haven't I been doing that before? So for me, my, my big goal is, yeah, it's obviously keep myself in, in shape and, and do that. But actually, the, the way I'm coining it this year is um, not break a promise to myself. And my big promise is I need to take some time for me. So that's one of them. The second thing, I think it's a bit of a theme here, James. Like you, in business, we've really changed the way we're doing things. So we doubled the business in the last three years, which is a task in itself, right? We've grown the team from four of us to, I think we're going to... 14, 15, and we'll probably be at 20 by the end of the year. It's a goal. But me and my business partner, I was having a good look. And the challenge we've got in the industry, we're in, we're in um, IT and cyber security. Everything's changed at the minute. Cyber attacks are way up. People are getting ransomware. And it's a really big challenge to support businesses with the right level of tech. But the challenge is, you know, what, what you're going to experience, James, where you're coaching and Paul, you'll see this in your business and Gem. So you, you get different types of customers. So some people want and buy into them and value what you do. And some people don't value what they do and they want to go to the market and get things cheaper. And that's everyone's prerogative, isn't it? So we just made a decision where we're only going to, we used to offer three packages, a good, better, best package. But the problem is with this cybersecurity, you can't have a, you know, a cheap package. You can't have a, a, an all right package. It's either good or it's not. So we made a decision about we're only going to sell a solution that we've got on our systems. What we think, if it's good enough for us, it's good enough for our customers. And so we're going out there and we've started started with a bang and just selling one product. And if people don't get us and they don't want it, we're not the right business for them. And and, that, and that's cool and we'll help them. And it's that sort of Disney quote we've coined it as. We want our customers to be happy. We want to be happy. And they might have to go find their happiness elsewhere. But, up, but we've been having these conversations and it feels a lot better. It feels a lot better for the team. We, we know everyone seems more calmer because the team are getting anxious and nervous because we haven't got the right tools and the right systems. So all of a sudden, we've just got one solution. So we're just trying to simplify. So this year for me is take some more time for me, simplify everything we're doing. And the third thing is really build relationships. So like things like, for example, we're busy with the man club. I've stopped going to the man club on a Monday because I do a lot of stuff as a trustee on a Wednesday. Whereas before I used to, like Paul mentioned, I used to feel a bit guilty for that. Whereas actually... The Monday night isn't my role as such anymore. I can go if I need. So I'm just trying to get that balance, I would say. So any questions for me on that? 
Go on, James. Yeah, it's... He, he just broke up, didn't he, as he, as he said that? Interesting, because I have the, um, the... I don't know. I've, I've broke up. I'm a, I'm a... No, you're back. <laughs> no, you're back. Um, providing the right service and product for your customer is, is crucial. And if you're offering something that doesn't cut it, the negative repercussions of yeah. that are tremendous. Now, because if then your customer comes back and says that that isn't really working for me, you go, well, you, but you didn't buy the, the better products. And then you're in this weird position, aren't you? And there's a real thing on value. And when it comes to, you've got graphic design marketing agencies that really struggle, for example, that really struggle in that industry where people don't value their products, certainly with, with coaching as well. That if somebody doesn't value it, then you're just always going to be battling and fighting. And when you get somebody that really values who you are and what you offer, it's like a breeze, isn't it? You almost yeah. don't even you don't even have to work at it. Whereas, I'll give you an example. I sat down with my football team and with my my new business and brand and logo. I said, "How much is it going to? I want to be a sponsor. I want to be the team sponsor." So I'm doing little GoPro videos, so it'd be cool um, to to kind of have my new logo on the on the team and all of that. And and it's funny, and it's with the gems husband again. Paul and I had a conversation a few years back, and 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 we find you find yourself. I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll give you a bit of an insight. Is you find yourself justifying your level of value with people that just don't get it. And I sat and I went into this meeting with the the board of the football team, and I thought, why I don't need to pay to be a sponsor because I'm I'm offering. I'm doing videography, I'm spending, I'm doing the social media and the market and all of that. So I went in basically identifying what I normally get per hour and the value of that to the team times by four in a month and all of that. And um, and still they were like then angling for a payment. And so they didn't get it. And I came away by thinking like they don't, they just don't value what I do. And and I kicked myself again a little bit after and I, and I thought the best, because I'm only talking to 150 quid to be the sponsor for the back of the shirt for the season. So it's not a great amount. And when the penny dropped, which reminds me of the conversation I had with Jem's husband, Paul, was if I don't pay that 150 quid, I'm always going to have to justify my value again and again for the year ahead. Whereas if I just pay that 150 quid, it's done. Yeah, It's absolutely done. And then it's justified for the year ahead. And you just go, What's the best decision there? Just just pay it, and it's done, and everybody gets that and appreciates it. And it's a real it's a real interesting kind of conversation about the the value you apply to yourself, and also the value that others apply to you. And Leon, you've got a perfect example there where you go: if people want to work with us and value us, it's brilliant. They're the best customers to have. If we have to battle and fight to justify right. how we do it, how look how how negative does that feel when you think of that that proposition? Yeah, and that's what we, so we've been working really hard on that this this last sort of, we've been on some coaching last six sort of six months working through that because it is scary. It's a, it's a big change. But we started having conversations, you know, the back half of last year. But when you just look at some of these stats, if I tell you some of these stats, which is mental, right? So one small business in the UK, every 19 seconds is hacked, right? Every 19 seconds, which is mental. 51% of them report to being hit by ransomware. And ransomware is where all your computers, all your files, everything's locked, right? And the other stat is only 31% of UK organizations have done what we call a cyber risk assessment. So we was looking at in three stats and we're like, when it all goes wrong, where the guys that people ring, but we need, so it was like, we need to get in front of this. And it's only got worse with, with, with the pandemic. So with the pandemic, what's happened is 
a lot of you developing countries where you know the business students and the computer science students had travel and go and get work they've been getting taken on by ransom guards ransom gangs and and, and it's, it's like a service now so ransom cyber attack is like a commodity business now and i'll share with you guys afterwards an email that i got sent when someone got um, ransom word and it's even got a frequent frequently asked questions about um what will happen if they don't pay if they do pay and even in it it's like when they pay it says um we will even show you where your vulnerabilities are so you can so you can patch them so it doesn't happen again. You've not seen an email like it and, and the, the, it's happening more and more. But the problem is we don't hear about it because if you get ransomware, the business ain't going to go around, oh, I've got ransomware, I got attacked. And, and people can't get into the files. So they're down for days, can't do payroll. It's just an absolute mess. So we looked at it and said, we, we cannot be at the end of this because these phone calls, when they ring up and go, and you got that covered. And... We've gone, so, so we said, look at it, so we, we, we developed, developed a, a piece of weaponized technology and basically we ransomware our, our customers. We do a full attack with, over a two-week period. We hack them and then what we do is we go in and we set out exactly what we've got. But we just did it um, this week to a customer. We've got all the banking, went to the banking, the pensions, you name it. We had the keys to their entire digital life and we just pulled them out, we just pulled them out of our pocket. And we, we, we haven't, but we're going around and doing that now and then actually doing a risk acceptance letter and saying, look, this is what we got in two weeks, just a target attack in two weeks. That's your risk. And, and, and how do you want to manage that risk and have that conversation around? We've got this and all we can do is this one plan, not a good, better, best. This is what you need. I think it's like what you're saying though, James, and, and James, you mentioned it. You'll see this in your coaching as well, Jim. You'll see this in your business because you've got a very specialized product. You can't be everything. Um, to, to everyone um, because if you try and be everything to everyone you'd be nothing to no one so you've got to really I, I think like what you, you mentioned it Jim didn't you in, in terms of be authentic this is what we're doing and I, I think it it's simplifying the actual process because I was looking at, at the, the packages we was doing we had three IT support packages three security packages talking to a customer they don't even know which one they want and then I'm giving them six options at the end of it and accuse a confused mind what advice so it's like that's what you need. That's the one plan. And it, we've all been to them restaurants, haven't we? Where they just do one burger, right? And they just do one really good burger. Which the one, best? And one chips, one set of chips. And we love it. We go back, don't we? Um, I can see you nodding, Jen. What do you want to say that? Me and Paul had a similar conversation last night because like you, like my business, is it's not really taken off in the way I hoped it has, but or hoped it would, should I say. So I've managed to get a coaching role within a teaching role. So everything that I want to do, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. It's all blending together, but it's a little bit frustrating when people come to me complaining about either the way or how they're feeling or the health or the lifestyle. And I've got all this knowledge and I just want to help and I just want to share it. But we'd start, Paul just showed me the clip from, I think was it you mentioned, Leon, about Jordan Peterson. Yeah, and I love came, it. Um, there was a guy who was on one of his tours and he just said, I've got all this knowledge, I've got all this advice, I want to help people, but nobody's listening to me. And I think the phrase he turned around and said, is, I don't know if it was like a biblical term, and he said something, you can't sell pearls to swine, basically saying either people want to hear it or they don't. So don't waste your time trying to tell these people who don't want to listen, just go quiet. And I've found that I've gone a lot quieter in the last sort of couple of years since I've been learning about all this, because although I know how to help people, I'm not going to be banging the drum and banging on everybody's door saying, oh, I just want to do it. I just want to help because that devalues me and what I do. When people are ready, they'll come and I'll be there, do you know, and I'm more than happy to do that. But I find with, especially where health is concerned and New Year's resolutions and stuff, 
it's it's interesting to me because I've got the solution and I'm there saying, here it is. And I do three packages with my coaching, but it's purely because it's knowledge-based. So like with James, when we did a cleanse, I knew James didn't necessarily need the coaching, but you did it, didn't you, James? You did the full VIP, got three coaching sessions with it and all the rest of it. But I've been doing like, just again, to get people on the right track. Because I think with COVID and everything, it's I could go really scientific, but you can go look it up. There's either Pasteur's theory or there's um, Beauchamp's theory. And they talk about how the world we live in at the moment, if you imagine it as a fishbowl, we clean the outside of everything, don't we? It's all anti-back. We make sure our hands are clean. Everything on the outside of us is totally clean. But it's what goes in the fishbowl. So yep. what's going in here and what's going in here, it's what we consume that's actually what's making people sick. And without getting too much into it, where COVID's concerned for me, like I just, I did a detox before Christmas. So I did one, a cleanse in November, but it was for the show. And then I did another one in January to support a client, a couple of clients that I've just taken on. And they only bought the low package, but because I was on daily and in the cleanse group sharing stuff, this it, the lady in question was a teacher. And she said, and she's senior leadership. And she was like, I've not slept properly for years. After three days in the cleanse, I'm sleeping. Thank you. And she's got a husband on it. And I just smiled and laughed. And then I'm not going to say anything to anybody now because she was there at a kid's party that we were at last week and go, and they were all like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And she said, oh, you want to speak to Gemma about this and this? So then people were coming to me. And I just thought it's those kind of situations you want to be in, isn't it, James? I think we've talked about we give a lot of value up front, which is great. But the value is only as valuable as those people who are really willing to receive it and who are willing to accept it. So it was just quite interesting. But she said, when I walked in, she said, guess what I've done today? I said, oh, what? She said, I've been down at a spa day and I've booked a holiday. And I went, oh, fantastic. I'm really chuffed for you. She went, it's your fault. And I went, it's my fault. I said, what do you mean? She said, I've never done that before, but just doing this week. And it's mindset shift, isn't it? Yeah. So when people are in that right point for a mindset shift for a cybersecurity system or for a marketing solution or for the health, they'll meet you meet them where they're at. And I think I've just learned that more and more over the last few years. And it's just interesting to see how things will play out over the next few years in all our businesses, because I think we've all had to pivot and change given the pandemic and everything else. But for me, I'm just a firm believer in we're right where we're supposed to be because that's what the shift that has been made yeah and i think paul just to bring you in on this um i, I think what jim's sharing there because I, I remember paul going through a a, a stage where he, he was trying to sell your courses wasn't yeah and what he was doing was he was trying to add he was trying to add because you needed the money didn't you yeah and i remember having a conversation with him and i was like you're trying to add and also you're too cheap right you're not valuing your services and me and my business partner scott Ying and Yang, me and Scott, aren't we? Yeah. We work really well. So we, yeah. what, what we do with Paul is we've got him some space in our office and we have a quarterly board meeting with Paul, really formal, and we're on his board and we make him come in and we make him report to us, right? So we'd have this board meeting. I'm like, we, we, we need to have a board meeting. I'm calling a board meeting. We need to look at your sales strategy and I want you to present it to us and explain that process. Was you quite was, surprised though what I had? We knew you was going to do it because we'd been widening you up for a long time. So, but, to be fair, what, what, what was the outcome? To be fair, I was frightened to death. I went in with them too and I was frightened to death. It was like meeting Gemma for a bit on the naughty step and I thought, no, and I thought I'm going to get, and to be fair, when we came out of it, 
I, I come out with a, a strategy for the rest of 2021 and 2022. And I want that far off. It was just sometimes you just need that 20% of advice from different people. And I've spoke to James before and there's little things. I'm a sponge. I'm a sponge off business leaders. And I, I do lean on Scott and Leon quite a lot. And they've been like mentors to me over the last year. And I've really learned a lot in the last 12 months, but I come to appreciate the service that I deliver. Even customer, I, I had a conversation with a customer just before Christmas and they said, we want to come with you, but there's another company that's £10 a person cheaper than you. So when we delved into it, they weren't accredited. It wasn't structured. And I said, yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same courses, man. Um, that's why it's cheaper and the best price isn't always best value is it yeah so yeah and then we, we where we challenged jane uh, as a paul um, yeah sorry it's we we look at his pricing and he was working for some big customers and we said we need to charge up front everything needs to be up front on signing and so you can get everything organized you're a small business you haven't got the resources and set, set your stall out and you went and did it and you've won a lot of work this year aren't you yeah um, and what, what was interesting because I can hear him on his on his little calls. He went and one, he landed one, right? And once he landed that first one, you could hear in his voice, in his pitch, in his tonality, because he knew he had that next quarter covered, he didn't need that next sale. And the more he didn't need that next sale, the more he got that next sale. And the more he didn't need that sale, he got that next sale. And he, he was like, you're on a, you're on a roll, like, yeah. But the point is, right? And it, and I think it's all of us, like what you're doing there, Jim, isn't it? And, 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 and Jim, You've got to believe in your value, in the value you bring to the marketplace. But you've also got to understand people aren't going to like the value you bring. And that's the hard bit because some people aren't going to like you and they're not going to know what you do. And, and all of a sudden you start going, is that me? But no, that's just brilliant because you want to push. And I, I, I was teaching this. I push for a no as fast as I can get. I tell them the price. <laughs> I, think I want a no as fast as I can get because... Out yeah, no, not, not to get out of there because I still want to add value because you still add value to people can't even, in different ways because we all add value as well. That's what we all do. But we want to make sure that we, we save that person's time because my time's important, their time's important, and we've got to really make sure that we manage that effectively. I can see you nodding, James. Do you want to add out to that? Yeah, because two very important things that you said, and I just want to and I want to give clarity on that for, for everybody that, that's listening and watching, is you said that Paul was trying too hard and he was too cheap. Now, anyone out there who's thinking of going into business or so in business, they go, but you've got to work hard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a real difference between trying too hard and working really hard. And there's a thing, I'm well into my, what is it, diary of a CEO with Steve. That, that guy is a hero. I'm, 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 I'm like listening to three. Oh, man, Chris, I did. I've got a man. I have. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm, I'm listening to three episodes a day and one or two of those episodes, I'll repeat back to back. And the consistent thing that's coming through is, tell me a successful person that hasn't worked hard, that hasn't really worked and driven hard. And that's the difference between trying too hard and working hard. And trying too hard is desperation. It's not authentic. We've talk, talked about authenticity. Is that if you need a sale and you go out there because you need it, more often than not, you don't get it because it's desperate because it doesn't come through. Whereas... If everything's flowing and you're selling and, and it's all buzzy, it all seems to be just happening and you, you almost can't just, you can't understand why because it's just, you just mentioned there with Paul, once he's got in, he's buzzing and he's vibrant and he's got his quarter ahead, guaranteed, he's getting more business. And I think the, um, the other thing was trying to, and being too cheap is 
people out there will go, yeah, but if you've got to be, you've got to be cost efficient, you've got to be, you've got to have the right value to customers. And there's a difference between being the cheapest and, and offering the highest level of value. And if you get involved in a price war with a competitor, then you're always going to lose. You know, I mean, if you look at the retail industry, the fashion retail industry in the UK, years and years ago, you used to have your Boxing Day sale and maybe like a, a, an end of summer sale, for example. Now, what do retailers have to do? They have to always have products on sale because everybody does it because they're, they're at a price war. So it's lost its real value to that. And um, there's a really good example. I've got a mate that's he's an amazing videographer and he, had, he was like the main videographer for City of Culture for Hull. So he had this big contract for City of Culture. Now, we knew it was coming to an end and he, he had so many, he, he used to do so many wedding videos a year. And um, and he thought, he explored what he'd have to do at the end of that contract to make up the money. And so he made the decision to double his prices for his wedding videos. And he was he was really nervous about that, thinking he'd lose the business. Do you know what he did was, he not only gained more business, but the the level of client that he got, because they had the budget, was, it was, was a big step up. So his quality, so he was then videoing weddings at more glamorous venues, so his portfolio rose. His, his ticket rose, so he was making more money and people appreciated the value he was giving. So it, it's a very interesting point and I want to make that clear to people that there's a very big difference between trying too hard and working hard. That's a, There's a big difference there. Can I add something, James, on that as well, though? Because yeah. I was asked this as well, but I was helping out on, on FER because you didn't do FER. And then I was teaching something like this last year and the question that I got back, well, you're just making, you're just putting your price up and making more money, and it won't, no, it's not about making more money. But what it is, we've got an amazing team. who want paying more. I want to do. We want more training. Um, we do more. We, we we're building something really special here, and it costs us a lot of money to run this team. And it was a story. I always remember my dad telling me this story, and I don't know. It's a, a famous story from years ago, and it's basically about a guy working in a, in a shipyard. And my dad used to say it was a shipyard in, in Glasgow where he was from. And he said, and he's, this engineer, and there's a, this big ship that had gone out, like the Titanic, like, you know, something like the equivalent to the Titanic. And it's gone on its first voyage, and the main engine broke down. And they had to tow it back into the shipyard, and it, it couldn't be fixed. So they get, they, they get this, this specialist engineer out, comes out um, to fix it. And he walked in, and he says to the guy, he said, have you got, have you got a, a, a block of wood? So they're like, yeah, we've got a block of wood, we've got a block of wood. So he goes and he says, can I borrow it, please? He gets a block of wood. Um, and he gets it, he starts listening um, to the engine and then he gets a block of wood, gets a big hammer and he just whacks the engine with this block of wood and the hammer and the engine fires up and it all starts working, everything's fine. So everyone's like, this is amazing. How do you, thanks for sorting it. Off the ship goes, it's back out. So he puts his invoice in and he, he charges £10,000 for doing it. So the owner of the shipyard rings him and says, just got your, your invoice. Um, I need a breakdown because you've put... Um, just a, a, a round figure, ten thousand pounds. I really need a breakdown of what you've done to justify that figure. So yeah, no, no problem. I'll, I'll send that straight away. So he gets his invoice, comes back through, and he breaks it down and he says, hitting engine with lump of wood and hammer, one pound. Knowing where to look, nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine pound line two. And that <laughs> that is it about in terms of value. And I always remember that that story in the value I bring in the workplace. I bring loads of value from working construction, different businesses, and I bring that into and, I, and I'll try and teach people about doing different things like research development grants, all different things, unique value that I have in, in an industry. And I give that away within my service. James, you'll do that. Jem, you'll do that, you'll do that, and it's you your story. I always talk about your story. There's no one, there's no one doing mental health training in this in this area 
that's got your story. So that's unique to you and you bring a unique insight that other people can't. And you was also a manager and you, right? so it's unique. You, you can't go buy that off the shelf, right? No. So your value is what you believe you're worth. That's it. Would, would we agree, disagree, Jim? Do you want to add to, out to that? I don't think I can. I think you've absolutely smashed it there. It's, that's 100% right because people don't value what's come before, do they? It's just like that guy, there's years and depths of experience that all these people have got and you guys have got in industries and everything. And you can maybe spot something that somebody who's 50% cheaper who's only been in it for half the time is just going to completely miss. So, yeah, I think that's something that a lot of businesses could maybe get a lot from because it's important that people know the value and know the where because we've all been in that situation where we've devalued ourselves but I believe that has a knock-on effect like we talked about the wheel of life before if you devalue yourself in one area of your life sadly that's going to make other areas drop and it's going to leave you feeling unfulfilled or inconsistent or it's going to leave you feeling a bit empty in that area, but it does affect other things. So I think it's important to know that. And it's, it's a form of self-respect, if you ask me. And once we start respecting ourselves and taking af looking after ourselves and respecting what we know and what we do, straight away you're going to, it becomes more attractive, doesn't it? It draws people in. It's like that law of attraction. So, yeah, I think it's a very good point to make, especially for people in business. Yeah, and I think well, I, th I also think it's for people not just in businesses, well, it's people in jobs. It's it's how we value ourselves. I think it all comes down to. I don't believe I sell. I believe I ask a question. I can solve a problem. I invite someone if they want it. It's, how do you want to manage this? How do you, that's where we are. And I think sales, every, everything's sales, isn't it? From relationships, our friends, it's what we do. Everything sells. And, and if I'm pushing you, saying we must do this podcast and I want this, and it's all tech, and we're not adding value in any other way to each other. We're not going to want to hang out together. We're not going to want to do be friends, right? That's no different to business. If we're just interested in getting that that check written and we're not adding value, it, it, it's not right, is it? So I know we're all we've got through an hour. We've nailed an hour, but I want to ask, right? Because I always do this. Um, we, we, we'll talk next on on productivity. We'll do another we'll do another one around productivity. I really want to dig deep into that. Cause I've got like eleven tips I'm going to share with us, but we'll go through that in the next episode. But I want you all, I'm going to set you all a challenge and, and you, we, can, we can go around and as well, right? I want us all to write a, a not-to-do list, right? So I'm going to share with you mine. So this is my, mine from 2021, but I'm going, to, I'm going to update it today. We can agree it. So mine was 2021, don't stay up late, don't fail to meditate, um, don't fail to meditate. Um, what else is on there? Neglect my physical health, drink um, mo no more than five cups of coffee. Make no time for rest and play and break a promise to myself. So that's what it was. It's quite interesting that because we weren't working together then, Jim, and I'd, I already knew that I should be um, restricting my caffeine. So I've, I've updated it. So it still don't stay up late. Um, still not fail to meditate, which I'm, I'm on. Um, physical health, keeping that. The only difference I'm making is my, ca my caffeine. So what I'm doing on that is, and I want you to challenge me on this, Jim. So I'm doing really well. I don't have... No caffeine. But what I will say is, now and again, I have a cup of tea, just a normal cup of tea, before, but before 12. But when I say that now and again, probably one to two a week is where I'm at. Um, and I do get an absolute massive, it's honestly, it's awesome. It's like this massive rush and I get through loads of work. So I just want to play with that with you around, do I completely kick it out? And it's about that, when you were saying about that on naughty list, because I, I, I want to have at least three cups of coffee or uh, not I've not had a proper coffee it's tea 
So what are you thinking on that? What are you thinking on that? Yeah, three a week? Or, or, or is he got to go? Go on then. Go on then. Like you, I used to be well into coffee, but as I've not had it in my system for a long while, and I had a bit of an accident where somebody remember what happened to you when they served you a caffeinated coffee and you'd ask for a deep caffeine. But it leaves me like really jittery. It messes with my mind. I just don't feel like I can think straight. So I found something called matcha and I've just ordered a big load of it. So I'll drop some in for you. But it's it releases in the body in a different way, but it gives you a longer and steadier buzz rather than a and a, like that, like pure caffeine in coffee and tea does. This kind of releases it a little bit slower and it keeps it more consistent. And matcha is a lot better for you. So it gives you the extra energy you're looking for. And there's a bit of a ritual to making it, which I think you'll like, Leon, because you loved the whole kind of theatre of it all, didn't you, with your coffee? And so I would say just phase out to phase in. So never say, I'm never having that again. It's like, it's that be naughty thing, isn't it? The inner child in us wants to go, what? I'm never having that again. Yes, I am. Do you know, it's like that rebellious inner child syndrome. But I would just say, yeah, keep it going. Switch one out to match it. If you like it, you can switch over. If you don't, then just maintain it at the right time because a lot of it's about timing as well, isn't it, where caffeine's concerned? Well, so as long as it's like you say before 12, as long as it doesn't affect your sleep, then it's not hurting anything. Yeah, and I, and I think that the main bit, what I have nailed is I've got a decaf coffee machine with, with the beans and I'm, I'm loving that. That's cool. So I don't need one in the morning anymore. So I've got past all that. It just sometimes, if I've just... I just need a, sometimes a bit of a kick about 10 o'clock when I've got, it's normally when I've got a load of admin to do because I hate admin. I just need something just to power me through the admin. So, right, okay, we'll look at that one. That's a good one for me. Paul, what's on your not-to-do list this year then? Come on, let's go. My, my not-to-do list this year is not-to-do. Cooking monsters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably can't go and buy a coffee because if I buy a coffee, I'll get a cookie monster. They're made from the devil. <laughs> They're made from the devil. <laughs> um, no, I'm just going to be consistent this year. My not-to-do list, I'll come up with one. I'll come, I will come up with one, but I think one of my on my not-to-do list is not to be feel guilty about taking time out for myself. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. James? Yeah, it's interesting, really, because when I think of what not to do this year, when I explore that, it, it's quite a tricky one, really, because, and, and I think us working together, especially with Jen, for me was, uh, and, and I think the three of us can all, can all admit we've explored it, is it's all or nothing situation, whether that's with training or diet or drinking, whatever that might be. And I think we were all really good at the all or nothing. If we were all in, we're really good at it. <laughs> and if we weren't, we were also really good at that. It was the balance. And I think I, I expect, because it, I started this year to go, right, I'm going to have dry January. I'll do it every year and it always works well and I'm really good at it. And I did a week and then and then I had a few beers on the night. And do you know, I only had those beers because I was all right having them. It, now, if if before it would have been really easy not to have them because I'm doing a month and I'm really disciplined and really strict. But I had a much more healthy approach on having them because if I'd have, if I'd have, had those beers knowing that like the Monday morning I'd woken up and regretted it, I wouldn't have had them. That means just, I wouldn't have done that. Whereas I woke up on the Monday morning and I was good with myself. I was in a good position 
I had a healthier approach having them breaking my, my dry January. And I, I had a healthy morning week mentally by doing that. And, and I've thought about this, like the year ahead, I want to explore more quality over quantity with things, especially with drinking. And when I think of that, I visualize sitting in a bar, which I, I love going to bars. I love interacting with the people around me who I know and, and those who I don't know and sparking off new conversations with people. And when I visualize that, I'm thinking, right, do I have the five or six beers or do I have like a, a, a liqueur? a fancy liqueur that's quite expensive, that's high quality, and just sit there and appreciate that and be more mindful. And we, we spoke about being more mindful with reading and stuff. So that's something I'm going to explore more is more quality over quantity. And rather than not doing something, I think the, the key thing is having a purpose. And, and it's the importance of having a, a purpose with the year ahead. So I think if you reverse engineer that, I'm not good at it, is, is, not, is make sure I, I, I have a purpose. So if I don't have a purpose this year, that's a bit of a, a frightening kind of situation to be in. So it's, an, it's a difficult question to answer with where I'm at at this moment in time, but I'm certainly taking the last 12 months, what we've learned, mindfulness, being healthier with yourself, <coughs> mindset, going into this year. So that's, I don't know if that's a really bad way of answering that question. No, no it's not because no, it's, it's an hard question and, I, and I've only just chucked it on you because what I thought we'd do is I wanted to ask, we're going to commit to 12 podcasts this year and we're going to commit to that one. Oh, we got that? Are we, are we committing to that? Yep. So I've already said, so one, one of the promises, one of the things that you cannot do is let this podcast down, let this, you know, us, us, us group as a tribe, our tribe, right? We're going to commit to one podcast a month, recorded, real and raw, that's that's one of our not to do's. Not let each other down. We got that. Yeah. So um, there were lemon tattoos as well. Yeah, yeah. They... Lemon tattoos. I didn't show you my lemon tattoo, did I? Have you got one? I've got. I've got a. I've got it ready. Look. I've got. I've got a cupcake. Look. I have a cupcake. That's cute, guys. I'm gonna have to love you and leave you because I've got a paintballing date to drop my son off at. So really, I'm really sorry. I have to go, but I'm gonna. Bit like you, Leon. The, the magic three for me are movement, food, and sleep. I've got the food right. I do move frequently, but I need to move more in a way that suits my body and strengthens my body. And I definitely, same as you, Leon. I need to not stay up late because I find that I get after a certain time, there's no going back. I end up staying up later and later. I'm like you. So we're on it. We nailed it. Jim, that was us, us, us wrapping up. So we will love you and leave you. It's been an awesome podcast. Thanks, yep. thanks for being on. Thank you uh, so much. I look forward to speaking to you more this year then. Yeah, see you so much, love. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Latent plug. Think differently about your business IT. Let's face it, it's impossible to grow a business without digital technology. Now more than ever, with everything going on in the world right now, businesses are struggling to manage, protect and work in the cloud. Transform your business IT with expert support from ThinkCloud. Learn how the most successful businesses in your sector consistently generate up to 20% higher revenues at 30% lower costs. You've come this far. You got this. Check out www.think-cloud.co.uk and book a call today.